bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And it's our Misogynist of the Week pod, where we talk about our favorite misogynists this week. The misogynists we love to hate. I never know what to say. <laughs> I don't know. And to think, to think we were struggling this week. And then Twitter just provided us. Twitter. Never, uh, always letting you down, but also not ever letting you down. <laughs> exactly. Um, so our misogynist of the week this week is self-help guru Tony Robbins, who has some thoughts on the Me Too movement. You use the Me Too movement to try to get significance and certainty by attacking and destroying someone else. You haven't thrown an ounce. All you've done is basically use a drug called significance to make yourself go. So I think you misunderstand the Me Too movement. Look at these people and see what is empowerment. Anger is not empowerment. What you're seeing is people making themselves significant by making somebody else wrong. You're telling me that the more I push, the more I'm going to be safe. And an influential man. Yes. And you are doing a disservice, in my opinion, to me too. Because I just was someone the other day, very famous man, very powerful man, he's saying how stressed he is because he interviewed three people that day. One was a woman, two were men. The woman was better qualified, but she was very attractive. And he knew, I can't have him around because it's too big a risk and he hired somebody else. I've had a dozen men tell me this. So basically, to sum up what Robin says in the audio clip is, quote, if you use the Me Too movement to try to get significance and certainty by attacking and destroying someone else, all you've done is basically use a drug called significance to make yourself feel good, end quote. So these, these remarks took place at a mid-March... Uh, event that Tony Robbins does. This was in San, San Jose at his Unleash the Power Within events. And uh, pretty, pretty garbage. <laughs> to say the least. And to say it to someone, so the woman who, I guess, asked the question or, or the, why, the, why even opined on the Me Too movement is that a, a survivor, um, a survivor of childhood sexual assault went to the mic to ask about it. And even said to him clearly, like, you've misunderstood what the Me Too movement is. Um, and yet here, and then if you watch the video, there's like a clip of him where he's sort of like on the floor, like hovering over her, kind of like pushing her back. Like, it's just like a very weird dynamic. Um, but it seemed I like a lot in the audience were there for what she was I, there to say. I think he grabbed her or took her fist or something or... Right. Something so his like whole thing that. is that anger can't heal, that you can't empower yourself and improve on yourself by relying on anger. Really? Yeah. That's a awesome podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anger's gotten me, yeah, a lot of places. I've, I've, I'm all Channel for the anger. energy, yeah. man, into something positive, and then it could do good. I mean, his, his whole thing is, like, from such a place of privilege to be able to say that, you know, it's about... Like, no one is centering their Me Too moment in themselves. Like, the whole thing about Me Too, not about making the individual survivor feel, I mean, in part it is to feel significant, to feel relevant, to celebrate that you're still here, that, like, you're fighting. Like, that's really valuable. But it's also, like, to expose, like, power, fucked up power dynamics, to show solidarity with other women. It's not 
self-interested at all. Like, if that's his, if that's his ga- like angle on it, that's not at all what's happening. So my question, so let me take this from a life coach perspective. Um, so, so we discussed anger. I think that this little anecdote that he gave um, about, oh, well, she was clearly better qualified, but he couldn't possibly hire this woman who was good-looking and qualified. I want to just pick up on this. Yeah, like, this, there's a lot to unpack in this clip. It's like, yeah, the it's like you an 11, like Yeah, it's an 11-minute video. Yeah. So yeah. if you keep watching or you find the full-length version, he does say that he has a number of clients, and one in particular he met with recently, who says that, that he had three candidates or four candidates for a position. Three of them were men. One was a woman. She was by far the most qualified, but he didn't hire her because she was too, he couldn't, he couldn't handle having her around. Because she was so attractive. attractive. So, um, okay. So let's, so if you're using that as evidence that the Me Too movement is bullshit, I, I, I don't even know where to start with that. Number one, you just admitted that, you know, the hiring process is flawed. Yeah. Right? Because obviously the best person for the job is not chosen. But, but what about meritocracy? Mm-hmm. What about how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should what be about getting, getting the- there on merit? This sounds like an Andrew Coyne thing, <laughs> actually, who loves to talk about merit, yet, you know, has no clue into, it has never defined what that means. Anyway, um, so there's that. Secondly, these are boys talking to boys, by the way. Men talking to men. Oh, and I'm sure that the CEO didn't say it that way. He probably said something like, oh, she had great tits, but... This is exactly what we were talking about in the episode to go along with this, episode 35, um, about the, the survey of Me Too in the workplace, which in which men don't know how to act around women in the workplace. And you, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how it's hard. I don't Like, I don't have a penis, so, like, I don't... I guess I can't relate, but I don't know how hard it is to just treat people all the same, with respect, with dignity, but apparently it's very hard. So I why mean, doesn't he teach that? Well, I think that that would be quite useful for his stadium full of people. That's the other alarming thing, like how many people turn up for his self-help events. He's quite influential. I think that should give, like, this is why this is important, because he has reach, and this is a view espoused by someone who has people paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to both see him speak, pay for his materials and resources, attend special events to get help to improve their lives. So that's alarming. But, yeah, I mean, the... Yeah, it's, it's about basic respect, but if you can't, as a straight person, not flirt with a woman in the workplace, like, <laughs> that, like you have another, you have a whole other set of issues. You should probably go to therapy because you might have a sex addiction. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but there's something that's, like, a little off about that, right? Like, you, you're not flirting with your male colleagues, don't flirt with, and you're not flirting, I'm sure you're not flirting with every woman, you're flirting with some women, just don't do it. Yeah. Like... Just so, don't do it. So Tarana Burke um, made some comments on Twitter. She is the founder of the Me Too movement. And she says, 
quote, I was made aware of this video before I ever saw it because Tony Robbins' people reached out to do damage control within 24 hours. They wanted to give me context, apparently. I don't need any. I have eyes. The full video is 11 minutes, and it's gross. Bravo to this woman. Oh, the video is much worse. His misogyny runs deep. To even repeat the story of his friend who wouldn't hire the pretty woman as if it's the movement's fault and not the sexist man's fault is all you need to hear. It's deplorable. But so many folks mis misunderstand this work. And he is clear that he won't apologize. So it is what it is. If you choose to keep supporting him, it's with full knowledge of his views on women and survivors. This move moment is so damaging, especially with how influential Tony Robbins is. We have, we have a hard enough time trying to shift the narrative about what this movement really is, and he stands in front of thousands of his followers and complete, completely represents the Me Too movement. Crash course on Tony Robbins, or crash course Tony Robbins. One, the Me Too movement is not about victimization, it's about survivors. Two, women are not to blame for the deep-seated misogyny that you and men like your friend are mired in. Three, survivors are not complicit in their own abuse, Speaking our truth is part of healing, not a ploy to gain significance, because when does that even happen? Four, physical intimidation can be a form of harassment. Rewatch the video and then watch your step, homie. Five, this movement is about making sure survivors have the resources to heal after they've said me too. It's about galvanizing a community of or it's about galvanizing a global community of survivors and advocates to do the work of interrupting sexual violence. It's about protecting folks' human dignity at all costs. Tony Robbins, if you talk to more survivors and less sexist businessmen, maybe you'll understand what we want. We want safety. We want healing. We want accountability. We want closure. We want to live a life free from shame. That's the reality of the Me Too movement, sir. Do better. Girl, this ended up on Twitter moments. <laughs> As well it should. No, it's great. Ooh, he is getting lambasted. I love it. I love it. The other part of his influence is his clients. Mm -hmm. Who are his clients? Rich I mean, white people? Yeah, or... who, who, who hire and who set the tone and who set the rules. Mm -hmm. The fact that he used the Me Too movement to excuse the sexism of his friend is everything we need to know. Mm -hmm. It's true. So to me, Tony Robbins just outed himself. He's a, he's, that is just raw sexism and misogyny in mm -hmm. that video, in that clip. It, it's yeah. selling in the clip, though, because you do hear a number of women cheering in the audience. You do, yeah. Uh, in support of the woman who asks the question, uh, Nanine McCool, who is the sexual assault survivor who, present, who, who is engaging with him. And I guess behind every misogynist, there was an awesome feminist pushing him to do better, I guess. So shout out to her. Um, but you do hear that there are women clearly in the audience attending to watch this Tony Robbins event. And I, I hope that they don't continue to engage in that. But it's not just for women to kind of call out that sexism, but that his male uh, viewers and fans and, and followers um, also disavow him. Because it is, yeah, it's really problematic like it's not 
a small thing. The fact that he even thinks he can speak to the Me Too movement, that he's seeing people who are hurting, and his response as a life coach is to them, like, and when we talk about blaming the victim, I mean, that's like the clearest example of him doing that. He's specifically saying you are making too much of yourself by even talking about this as a survivor and that it's not about you and don't be angry. Like, that's so such victim blaming. When as a life coach, he should actually be rolling up his sleeves and doing the hard work of saying, how do I help you heal and, like, move forward in your life if that's what you need? Or how do I help you seek out reconciliation if that's what you need? Or, like, go back to work if you feel like you're traumatized and can't go back to work. Like, I mean, he's not a therapist. He's a life coach. Well, yeah. And I don't want to get into what I actually think about that. But let me just yeah, say. Yeah, and I think, I think that what... I mean, I think we're, we are shown that he's a misogynist, but I think that it's possible that while he doesn't seem to be, be very in touch with, like, like, how to interact with people who are experiencing any sort of hurt, uh, he doesn't seem to have any empathy mm-hmm, for that. Mm-hmm. I think that he was trying to have, could, ha- may have been trying to have tough love for people who are angry about what has happened to them and trying to communicate that anger isn't productive. But again, we have a fucking podcast because of that. Right. And also, like, if, it, I mean, if he is, like, as someone of his stature and, like, he's written and is as prolific as he is in this, like, self-help genre of being, can't effectively communicate that message that maybe anger can be, you know, should be reserved or used in different ways. Like, he didn't he didn't effectively communicate that. And so, he shit. He shit at his job. <laughs> like, well, I, what I found the most disturbing about this video was his physical intimidation yeah. of her. Yeah. This is, this man looks like he's 6'4 and 230 pounds. Yeah. Of muscle. And this woman is much smaller. Um shorter and when he started pushing her backwards i thought oh my gosh how is she dealing with this Mm -hmm. right now being a survivor of sexual assault also in a stadium surrounded by his sycophants yeah like Like how that's that's bullying it's very intimidating it's bullying and he knew exactly what he was doing to think that he didn't know what he was doing Mm -hmm. how do you think he got this far Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that he got this far through bullying but it's about understanding Mm -hmm. those images of course it's possible i'm just i'm just (laughs) yeah yeah, but we don't know that yeah 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 yeah. and um i think that like that visual gave me everything i needed to know about tony robbins Mm -hmm. yeah no he needs to go he needs to go and you know i see people well he's just expressing a different opinion and he's getting crucified and i'm like okay first of all nobody's crucifying him let's let's take it down a notch with that language and second of <laughs> uh, all yes crucifixion the yes, seasonal reminder right uh, <laughs> okay well, yeah. and second of all he has the power in that exchange. It's his stadium. Mm-hmm. People pay to see him. Like you said, he's she's being surrounded by his sycophant. For her to get up and say what she said took a lot. It was a very brave thing totally, to do. Totally, yeah. I don't usually say brave a lot because people throw brave around just mm. because you got up. Now, if, now, if you... S- suffer severe depression and you got up in the morning and did your thing then yeah okay i see that you've done something but people throw it around like it's nothing 
-hmm. Like, you know, well, that was very brave. I was like, mm, no, okay, no. But for her, it was. And so he has the power in that exchange, mm -hmm. and he knows it. He knows how to play that power in the media. And I feel as though um, he had the knowledge, the expertise, and the resources to create that exchange and to control that mm -hmm. exchange. And what you saw was a controlling man controlling a woman. That's what I saw. And it makes me wonder about him. Mm. It makes me wonder about his past relationships. Mm. It makes me wonder about, about accusations against him, maybe. It does make me wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone, I saw a tweet earlier today that where someone said, oh, well, I'm just waiting for the, uh, the Tony Robbins shoe to drop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to be honest, I was not surprised and I was like, oh, okay, you just confirmed my suspicions. Because I had suspicions. Usually when you see these, these, these people with the take accountability, isn't that the point of his whole life coach empire? But it's take accountability for your own actions. It's not ask for accountability from power structures or from culture or from society or from external actors. So why can't we have It's It's both? very individualist, but, but, but his whole thing, it's like, it's the cap, I mean, most self-help is this, this capitalist idea that the only thing between you and happiness is yourself and your state of mind. It's not whether or not you have enough to eat. It's not whether or not you're making enough money. It's not whether or not you lived in an impoverished area that's underfunded and under-resourced. It's not that you have childhood trauma. It's not like, it's not any of that. It's simply you changing your thinking will improve your quality of life and your ability to be happy. And, and and that, that works if you're a, you know, depressed, middle-aged white man, and that's the only thing between you and your happiness is your frame of mind. And you're able-bodied, and you've never had, you know, and you're properly employed or whatever, and, and, and you're a little bit sad sometimes. And, yeah, maybe adjust your thinking and go for a jog, and you'll feel better. But that's not true for most other people, and that's not the business Tony Robbins is in. Um, himself probably having had that similar like, let, like uh, you know, an upbringing or an experience that wasn't impacted so significantly by external factors in this way that it is for racialized or, you know, people from uh, lower class backgrounds and what have you. I just don't like this idea of blaming the victim. Mm -hmm. And we do that a lot. And I find that anything to do with sort of, I this, this is a great example, retirement and retirement savings. So impoverished old people are impoverished because they just didn't make the right investments. Yeah, really? I, I hate that. Yeah. It's really? so upsetting. It is. Working every like damn day of their fucking lives and it's on that and then but they just didn't learn how to save properly. Yeah. Or or that you only have student debt because you did your parents didn't teach you how to save and you took out student loans and you didn't know what you were doing. It's exactly. Like, yeah, no, they it's not finance on the issues of financial literacy and it's not yeah. Which brings me to this this push for financial literacy too. I know I'm getting a little bit off topic. Mm -hmm. But it's it's another sort of building block of blame of 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 blaming the average person 
for yeah. not knowing about investment vehicles and 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 you know municipal bonds and mm -hmm. shit like that when the actual problem is that we have voted in not we baby boomers <laughs> yet another way they fucked up uh -uh. um have been taking away labor rights that people died for mm -hmm. and have voted for people who encouraged that. So guess what? Nobody has a pension. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, we just had a Carlton strike about a pension, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, so taking away people's actual saving mechanisms and then replacing it with this with this corporatism of shareholding and stocks and bonds and shit that quantitative engineers only understand. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, back to Tony Robbins and blaming the victim. I just, and I don't want to say blame, I don't want to victimize her and I don't want to victimize people in the Me Too movement or people speaking out. Mm -hmm. But this, this sort of, it's a silencing mechanism that I just abhor. I just, I hate, I really do. Because all he's doing, he's physically intimidating a woman and silencing her from her own experience, yep. which is mm -hmm. something we talked about in Canada Reads. Anyway, there, that's my piece. <laughs> I'm just angry. <laughs> I saved my anger for this podcast. <laughs> See, who says anger isn't a good thing? Glad we can help. I just say. Uh, thanks to MediaStyle for letting us use your space. MediaStyle is a progressive public affairs agency located in Ottawa. They are a social enterprise making Canada a better place. You can find us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy, on Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod, on Facebook.com slash Bad and B Podcast, and, you know, email us some things. Also, don't forget to become a patron. Yes. Patreon.com slash Bad and Bitchy. You get our newsletter. Yet, uh, we have some special patron-only pods coming up. So, uh... Ooh, yeah, we do. They're some really good. interesting stuff, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. So, become a patron. And, uh, that about does it. Till next week. Bye! Bye.